0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Long Finish. I am your host, Tug Coker, and I'm here as always with my wife and co-host, Catherine Weil Coker. How are you doing tonight, Catherine? I'm
1: good. How are you?
0: What are you laughing at?
1: Just, you know, it feels like your intro is like just about... Three seconds longer every time.
0: Well, it's episode 40 of The Long Finish, and I wanted to make sure that I gave you an introduction to remember.
1: You did tonight. You really did. I fell asleep and then woke up and you were still doing it. It was great. (laughs)
0: It's one of those weekends, folks. (laughs) We were talking about this day earlier. It's like, you know, we talked about it last week, as a matter of fact, there's no days off. Taping Sunday night again, and there continues to be no days off.
1: Well, we went to this podcast an hour ago, but then the baby woke up. The baby, the toddler woke up with just extreme cries, and I was laying down with him for about gas, right? Gas-related issues for an hour. So here we are now at ten thirty. (laughs) Yeah, doing it,
0: enjoying some nice wine. That
1: that's really the pleasure of it all.
0: Yes, the wine is the pleasure, and we have a fantastic wine for everyone tonight. And that wine of the night is.
1: I am. Very excited about this wine. This is the Brown Estate Zinfandel from Napa Valley Vintage 2017. A delicious red with lots of fruity notes, spice. It's cozy. It's comforting. It's great.
0: It's another wine in our Spotlight series. It's the varietal of Zinfandel, usually seen as a quintessentially American varietal. But you have an issue with that.
1: It may or may not be. I mean, it does have such a history in California, but it didn't come from California.
0: There's that tease. So we'll get into Zinfandel later in the episode, but first we want to recap what we've been up to this week. You joined us last week. You heard us talk about what it's like to be in California and close your restaurant, reopen it, close it, open it, close and open it. That's the journey of restaurants in 2020. Any news, Catherine, as far as, are we still open?
1: Tonight we're open, and that's all we can say for today. The patio is open. That could change by next week, but, you know, we're just rolling with it.
0: Everyone's wearing their masks.
1: Masks. Face shields, gloves. How are
0: the guests responding to the experience? The at thing
1: Estrus? is, the guests are so happy. They're like, thank you for being open. They're just so happy to go somewhere besides their own home and have a glass of wine in an environment that's super safe outside. Nice. You know, gosh, they've been so grateful and lovely I mean, really, that's been the pleasure of all of this. It's hard because we don't get to spend as much time at the tables connecting with people. But just knowing people are really happy and so genuine, that's been that has been a lot.
0: I'm glad to hear you're still open. The Astros is still open. What's going on in our kids' lives? You get to spend a nice little chunk of weekend with our two boys.
1: The kids have been great. They're absolutely, Do you still love them? They're absolutely insane. They're
0: crazy people.
1: They are certifiable. <laughs> but they're wonderful at the same time. Like, you know, they just keep you here right now. I had a coworker texting me the other day, like, you know, I'm just, my brain's going to burst because of all this anxiety of all the stuff we're going through. And I said, well, let me just send you a 19 month old. It will cure everything. (laughs) You'd just be stuck in trying to get him not to break everything in your apartment and you'll be fine.
0: I continue to believe that a four-year-old and a 19-slash-20-month-old is the perfect storm age of kids to terrorize your life under quarantine. Well, it's true. You say teenager is an issue. You say teenager has a, a run. I teenager,
1: think teenager would be harder because this is like demands your attention, but it's like not as deep psychologically. You know what I mean? You're not trying to convince your kid to wear a mask and not see their girlfriend. I feel like, gosh, like that'd be tough. That'd be really tough. And like the social aspect of, you know, when you're a teenager is so important and so intense. It's just not as important when you're four. It's important. It's not like being 14. It's just, it's just not.
0: If you're out there and you want to enter this debate, please hit us up on Instagram at the long finish or TLF Pod on Twitter and let us know which uh, age is worse to be raising uh, the, the kids in the quarantine. Teenagers or pre-kindergarten? Pre-K? Four, four or 14? Yeah, four or 14. What's your pick? 20 months or 14?
1: Yeah, uh, or 16 or 20 months. I don't
0: know. I don't know either.
1: The good news is... You know, we got some friends who are pregnant, having babies. That's really exciting. The good news is we still got friends. The good news (laughs) is, you know, we're just
0: Do we? I don't know. We haven't seen them in a while.
1: The good news is we haven't gone crazy yet. We're still in our place doing this podcast every week. We picked a heck of a year to do a podcast, my dear. I
0: know. I told you earlier, I took a drive to support I'm trying to support some local wine stores throughout Southern California and I went to the Good Luck Wine Shop in Pasadena today and that was the best part of my day
1: oh your drive my drive by myself
0: <laughs> two 35 minute stents by myself so if you're in Pasadena go check out Good Luck Wine Shop they have some great wines so that's our that's our week just chaos it continues to be pure chaos hope everyone out there is doing well but um, let's go ahead and get into the wine Shall we? Let's do it. And Zinfandel. Is it American? Is it not? Let's go ahead and remind listeners what we're drinking tonight and get into it.
1: So this is the Brown Estate Zinfandel from Napa Valley Vintage 2017. And I had the privilege to visit this estate in 2012. I had been pouring the wine for years at Rustic Canyon and made a visit to Napa Valley and wanted to see their estate and their tasting room and did a beautiful tasting there. And although I had been pouring their wine for years, that kind of like sealed the deal for me. It was just an absolutely lovely visit. So anyone someday making a visit to Napa Valley, it's well worth the visit. Although now they only allow wine club members to visit the actual estate and they have a beautiful tasting room in Napa. This is such a cool winery. They are the first black-owned winery in Napa Valley, which is huge. It was started by husband and wife, Dr. Bassett Brown and his wife, Marcella. And they were immigrants from Jamaica and Panama. And they bought some property in eastern Napa, just like southeast of Howell Mountain. And they were just planting Zinfandel, a little bit of Cabernet, and farming. And then about 11 years later, in the mid-90s, their kids... We're like, you know what? We got to sell our own wine, mom and dad. We can't just keep selling these grapes. This is our family winery. We got to make some wine. And so their kids, Deneen, David, and Coral Brown, made their first vintage. And now they're on to their... want to say 22nd vintage. This is the 22nd vintage. So they kind of know what they're doing and they produce big juicy reds, primarily Zinfandel, but some red blends as well. And yeah, they're an awesome visit. And they're all organic farming and the winemaking is vegan. So woohoo. I love that. So let's do a tasting, and then we'll talk a little bit about Zinfandel.
0: Before we even taste, is, I've had a sip beforehand because of the long day, and this is a very, very good wine.
1: Delicious. Yeah. But you know who would love this? Who's that? Your parents.
0: <laughs> I think you're right. Your,
1: may... I think your sisters would love it, too. Definitely. I mean, it's just like, a, it's so pleasing. Absolutely. It's just delicious. Yeah,
0: I'm excited to hear more about the tasting and then talk about why I'm in love with the wine as well.
1: You're like, then, then I'll know. That will confirm for me. Correct. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's look at this color. It is a very, very deep, dark purple or uh, dark, dark garnet, I would say, because the rim is kind of garnet, but it's opaque. I cannot see through this one. I cannot see my ring. Really, really, a little bit garnet on the rim. Pretty, just deep color. I swirl my glass. Okay, here the legs come. My goodness, that took a long time. I don't know if you're going to edit that pause out, but we're just sitting here in silence waiting for these legs to fall.
0: I probably will, but look at the picture.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so people, this is got some serious body and alcohol to it. Thick legs, a lot of viscosity. The alcohol is 15.2%. Now, that is typical for Zinfandel. Zinfandel is typically high alcohol. All right, let's put our nose in there. Just a fruit basket, right? So much blackberry. Blackberry jam. Strawberry. Raspberry. Maybe vanilla. Maybe a little cocoa or chocolate. Cinnamon. Nutmeg. Got a whole bunch of spices. Cedar. Kind of like an old cedar box. Coriander. Just exotic spices, too. You got those baking spices, but exotic spices as well. And there's that real kind of, I know you can't smell sweet technically, but there is just this like sweet note, like sweet spices note beyond the spices, beyond the fruit. Maybe kind of a dried earth, but not a lot. It's so hard because the spices are intense. It's just this bouquet of fruit and exotic spices. It's really pleasant quite intoxicating. Okay, let's taste it. I get that blackberry. I get that vanilla and cinnamon, but there's a smokiness on the palate as well. I didn't get that as much on the nose, but I definitely get it on the palate. Blackberry vanilla smoke. Ooh, it's a dry wine. It's medium to full bodied. The tannins are medium, I would say, and it's high alcohol. The acidity is medium. And I think that's what's really kind of important about this particular wine, but also about a lot of times with Zinfandel, it sits on your palate. Your mouth is watering a little, but it's not crazy. For folks who don't like really high acid wines, this is perfect. It's really pleasant the way it really coats your mouth and just lingers there. It's really lovely. Do you like it?
0: No, I like the wine a lot. It's got nuance to it, but it is it is generally pleasing. Like, you feel good when you're drinking this wine. And I say this, as we said earlier, like, you know, we don't drink reds all the time, but this is a great wine to bring home. Great wine to share for sure.
1: What, What I think is special about the fruit is that it is really like that plush blackberry, strawberry, maybe even a little blueberry. I didn't mention that before, but now I'm sort of getting that. But it isn't jammy in a sense. Exactly. It's not overripe. It isn't too sweet. It feels just ripe enough. And it's not juice. Like this is a really full, structured, beautiful wine. Very complex. It's not juice. It's great. And Zinfandel, I know you're going to ask me this in five seconds, what it pairs with.
0: Do you just want to do it now?
1: yes do it now do it now okay because it's hard not to say that when you're smelling all of those spices and tasting that fruit thinking like oh my gosh anything with spice would be amazing with this because it doesn't have that high acid and because the tannins are more medium would be great with spices great with like Moroccan food Thai food spices Really great with barbecue. Just
0: continuing the barbecue. I tradition. know. We should do
1: July barbecue. We should. Run. I'm in. This is such a good barbecue wine. But I personally, as I'm drinking this, I'm thinking about a hamburger, beef patty. You could go like classic cheddar, but you could also go Gruyere, but you could also go blue cheese with this wine with like a big caramelized onion and gooey sauce and this would be perfect with it like it would hold up to all that fatty rich stuff I think it'd be great with blue cheese great with any kind of meat it should, would really just kind of frame all that and complement it such a good wine Zinfandel I don't drink enough of but it's one of those that always that would always fool me in a blind tasting and maybe that's because I don't drink enough of it but this is a good chance for me personally, in this moment, just to kind of capture and remember what it is that Zinfandel is all about.
0: So what is it all about? Because we talked a little bit about, is it American? Is it not? So let's learn a little bit more about what Zinfandel is.
1: People have always said, okay, Zinfandel is America's grape because it's been planted here for a long, long time. And it has. There are lots and lots of hundred plus year old vines of Zinfandel in California. And it was really widely planted during the gold rush. But it's actually not native to California. It got its fame here 100%. But it's native to Croatia. And it's also related to Primitivo, which is in southern Italy, all over Puglia. But really the origin is Croatia. And the name of the grape, I hope I will say this correctly, but perhaps not, is Krojenek. Kastelanski. I probably said that wrong, but that's the original grape from Croatia. And you can find Zinfandel all over California, in Puglia, in southern Italy, and Croatia. A little bit in other places, maybe a little in sprinkling in Australia, South America, but those are the main places. And uh, it really got its fame here. In California. And people just started drinking it because it is so pleasant with that fruitiness. It is so pleasant with those exotic spices. And it was just planted everywhere. I mean, that's part of it, right? It was just everywhere. So people kind of latched on to it.
0: In the Robert Parker era, when he was really dominating, were people into Zen then also because of its big... Pleasing, but it also is big alcohol. It feels like it has a lot of components that both natural wine fans, but also maybe Robert Parker fans might like. Am I wrong or right with that?
1: Oh, definitely for the Robert Parker fans. I would say mm, it doesn't particularly have this natural wine fan following. Maybe it has some new California following because of the history in California, because of a lot of really cool younger winemakers. Or... Traditional winemakers who have really taken care of old, old vineyards for a long, long time and are preserving the heritage of those vineyards and the fruit that is there. Some are making natural wines from that really old fruit, and that is exciting to natural wine lovers. But for sure, for the Robert Parker lovers, because Zinn has such bold fruity flavors and it has those spices and it takes really well to oak. This wine we're drinking now has 30% new oak, some American, some French oak. It just takes it well because of the boldness. And of course, that's what Robert Parker loves. So yes, it definitely was, would have been a favorite there.
0: If you're interested in biodynamic organic natural wines this is like you said all organic and also vegan this is a great compromise to meet your family members when you can meet them again who went into sort of the bigger bolder wines this is like a perfect meet in the middle right
1: well you and i we have not just natural wine but like we love lighter reds and we love whites and rosés and typically you know your family really loves bolder reds and so where do we find something where we meet in the middle and So many times we've ordered Zinfandel because it has those bold fruit flavors, but the tannins aren't as high as Cabernet and the acid isn't as high. And so they love it. And we find something that we really like that's food friendly too. Now the kind of Zinfandel you're going to get really depends. I mean, there is a no doubt. huge, no doubt. huge range of Zinfandel. And because it is naturally high alcohol, you can get some that's just off the charts. This fruit is really juicy and fresh. There's some that is so stewy and ripe. And the reason for that is, well, one, Zinfandel loves warm, sunny climates. So that's, that's why it's done so well in California. But one thing about the grape is that it's very unevening in the ripening. So if you have a vineyard, some bunches ripen at a normal speed and some are really slow to ripen. And so you have to wait until the majority of the vineyard is ready to pick. So some of your grapes are going to be a little bit overripe. And the time you pick is always very important in winemaking in general, but so important in Zinfandel because of that uneven ripening and so the grapes that are a little overripe are going to have more sugar which means more alcohol and more of that stewy ripe flavor and the grapes that are just perfectly ripe you know they're going to be in balance so that is like a crazy balancing act
0: i oh, like this one a lot it's not often you can find like a high alcohol red wine that you're like, I could drink more of this. I mean, you and I, I mean, other people can do that. But for you and I to say that, it's,
1: it's a really big deal. My praise. And there have been some others that we've loved too. Brock Sellers sure. makes a wonderful sure. balanced Zinfandel. There's a natural wine producer making really great Zinfandel. And back in the day in California, it definitely used to be a lot lighter and less Robert Parker esque than you know, some of the more current. We haven't mentioned Robert Parker very often on this
0: podcast, but you know, I think it's something you got to do when you're talking about big, bold wines. It is, Um.
1: but older styles of Zinfandel don't have that. Uh, Joseph Swan's Zinfandel, a really classic California producer, much lighter and leaner in style. We've also enjoyed with your parents, Nyers. That Zinfandel does have some more oak and structure, but is still balanced. It's not out of whack. And Oh, and of course, the Raffinelli Zinfandel, another really classic California producer, organic. That was the one we had with your parents in February when they were here. And they loved as well because it has some nice structure, a lot of fruit, but it's still so in balance. And you and I really enjoy that. So we're into Zinfandel.
0: Any other Zinfandel nuggets you want to give away before I ask you where our listeners may be able to procure this bottle of wine or something like it
1: well you can get it pretty much anywhere in California I mean it's grown in so many parts of California and everywhere is going to be a little bit different depending on how warm or cool it is if it's high elevation or it's low and depending on how much oak they use so there is variation there it is a really thin-skinned small grape so Pinot Noir is thin-skinned too but it's bigger So it's small, like Cab is small too, but there's less skin-to-juice ratio. So that's why you do get the tannins that you do with Sinfandel, as opposed to Pinot Noir. But it's lighter in color than Cab or Merlot. It's its own thing. I mean, don't try and lump it in either of those categories. It is its own thing.
0: I won't. I won't do that. Where can people buy this wine? If not this particular wine, something like it. And how do you recommend them talking to the local wine stores about getting... wine like this?
1: Well, first of all, this is one of a kind. I mean, Brown Estate is the first black-owned winery in Napa. That's pretty darn cool. And this is a wonderful expression of Zinfandel. You can get it at Esters. You can get it direct from the winery. It's distributed. You know, like there are definitely other places you can get this wine. And then you know, looking for other zins and exploring finding places and producers you like like as I mentioned, there's so many different styles, there's lighter styles, there's heavier and oakier styles. Finding a producer you love just takes some experimenting
0: great, so I'm sure a lot of you out there in the are on the Zinfandel train. If not, try this bottle of wine or something like it let us know what you think hit us up on instagram at the long finish or on twitter at tlf pod and let us know what you're drinking in the zinfandel world and why you're liking it i really enjoyed this one
1: it's a pleasure it really is a pleasure it's
0: great all right so now we come to the last portion of the evening which is what has been inspiring us this week i will go first and over the past couple months, everyone in the zeitgeist has been talking about ways to support black-owned businesses. And you and I love nothing more than supporting small businesses in general. And, of course, love being introduced to black-owned businesses in Southern California and Los Angeles. And I was watching a local channel one random Friday night because I have a very exciting life. And they were doing an interview with the owner of SO one Books in central Los Angeles. And it was a black owned bookstore where they were talking about how much business they've been getting in the past two months. And I was excited to learn about them and I went there this week. And first and foremost I should say that they handled the social distancing amazingly. They only allowed four people in the bookstore at one time. And just very excited to A be in a bookstore again.
1: I'm so jealous. I mean, what a pleasure. There's not
0: enough bookstores. They closed down the Barnes & Noble in Santa Monica. There's maybe one in Brentwood, I think. Uh, There's the Brentwood one Mart.
1: decent bookstore on the west side. That's it. It's brutal.
0: Yeah, so just to be an SO on books was amazing. And then to pick up some books for our kids, uh, pick up some books for ourselves. So if you're in L.A. or anywhere, they, they, I believe they send books nationwide. And they specialize in black authored books or books about black culture black history i would say go and look up so one books online and purchase some books from them i was really happy to go there the owners of the bookstore are awesome they were as awesome as they were on the local channel interview that i saw and it was just great to support them so if you have a chance go to so one books that's e-s-o-w-o-n books and check them out
1: I cannot wait to go.
0: Yeah. It's probably twenty five minutes from Santa Monica. Great to support small businesses, great to support black owned businesses, and great to be reading some books.
1: Amen to that.
0: Yeah, I know, I know you don't need to be told that. So anyway, I am doing the book talking for the week. Woo! Yeah, that's my inspiration for the week. Katherine, what do you have?
1: I am inspired this week by someone I've been following on Instagram for a couple years now. His name's Hilton Carter and he's uh the East Coast, Baltimore, I believe. And he is an insanely talented plant guy, interior designer, stylist. His apartment looks basically like a forest. It's like so cool. And he gives great advice on caring for plants, on where to put things, on how to style a room, and just like the images that he posts are super... I don't know. They're just kind of like zen little images in this time. And I think he's got such a cool voice and I love his plants. And I wish my home looked like that. So Hilton Carter, thank you for providing me inspiration every day on The Green Life.
0: I like this. I've not heard of Hilton Carter before. And I looked at who was following him on my Instagram. And I, people that I think are on the cutting edge of my Instagram are also following him. So seems like a guy to know.
1: Yeah, it's super cool. I mean, like we have... a a fraction we have a lot of plants and we have a fraction of the plants he has and they all look like they're just the happiest plants in the world
0: well that's a great one yeah all right that's it episode 40 Of the long finish, episode 40 is in the books. Thank you to everyone for continuing to listen to our show. If you have an opportunity to rate, review, and subscribe to our show, it would mean so much to us. We're coming up on 100 reviews and ratings. That would mean the world to us if we could make that happen. Yes. We have a lot of... Great stuff in store. Some really exciting interviews that I'm hoping that we can secure in the next month. So stay with us as you continue to listen to the show. Catherine, where can they find you and the Long Finish on social media?
1: Find me at katherine wild coker and the long finish at the long finish on instagram and katherine wild coker and the long finish on facebook
0: you can find the long finish on twitter at tlf pod you can find me on twitter and instagram at tug coker thank you again to everyone for listening to the show we should be back here next week with an all-new episode until then everybody go out there and be safe practice social distancing be happy yeah happy drinking